This is Connected Nation, a podcast focused on all things broadband, from closing the digital divide to improving your internet speeds. We talk technology topics that impact all of us, our families, and our communities. On today's podcast, we talk with those who are leading the AT&T K-12 Connected Learning Program, which is focused on closing the homework gap for at-risk students. This program includes a $10 million commitment from AT&T. We will discuss which organizations are eligible for the program, how the application process works, and what's being offered to help some of the most vulnerable students across our country. I'm Jessica Denson, and this is Connected Nation. I'm Jessica Denson. Today, we're talking with Ann Wintrobe, who is the Director of Social Innovation for the AT&T Foundation, and Brent Legg, who is the Executive Vice President for Government Affairs with Connected Nation. Anne specializes in philanthropy and program development for the AT&T Foundation in EdTech, Media, and the Arts. She also leads the AT&T Aspire Accelerator for EdTech Startups and built the AT&T Social Innovation Portfolio. Meanwhile, Brent leads Connected Nation's policy team. He also has extensive experience working on education technology and school connectivity issues and is a recognized expert on the federal E-rate program which provides funding to improving internet connectivity in schools. Together, Ann and Brent are helping to guide the AT&T K-12 Connected Learning Program, which is meant to benefit at-risk students who are lacking the internet access they need to take part in remote learning. Welcome, Brent and Ann. Thank you, Thank Jessica. Thank you very much, Jessica. I really appreciate you both joining us today. This is an important program that's to help students who have been unable to access their teachers and classrooms remotely, especially given what's happening with the pandemic. That is a serious problem right now. So I appreciate you both joining us today. Um, some numbers now to define the issue before we get into this program and what you guys are, what we're doing. Uh, according to the Alliance for Excellent Education, nearly 17 million public K-12 students have fallen into the homework gap due to COVID-19. Bellwether Education Partners estimates that approximately 3 million at-risk kids may not have experienced any formal education, virtual or in-person, since March 2020. Think about that. That's six to seven months of no education for some of these kids. Let's begin with you, Anne, and discuss why the AT&T Foundation felt it had to do more to help at-risk students. Yeah, thank you, Jessica. And, you know, every time I hear those numbers, um, they just never, never fail to be staggering. And AT&T, you know, at AT&T, we have a longstanding commitment to improving communities and driving societal change. Um, and the flagship of that effort has been our AT&T Aspire program um, that we have been running since 2008 to provide access to education and training, um, ultimately to help people, you know, get and keep good jobs. Um, and since 2008, we've committed $600 million to these programs. And again, these are programs, you know, primarily in education and to a certain extent as well in workforce development. Um, and we've done this for a number of different reasons. You know, we, we do this because education is critical, clearly, to the health and vitality of our country. And it's also critical to the health and vitality of our company. Um, we also do this, you know, we have a very diverse workforce from, you know, all over the globe. And we know that within this country, Black and underserved communities face longstanding social inequities and higher unemployment, of course, which the COVID-19 pandemic has really laid bare. 
Um, so, you know, this the latest effort that we've put forth, the $10 million, which we're so honored um, to be working in partnership with Connected Nation on to impact our country's most vulnerable students, that really comes from a deep legacy for our company um, of standing up for students, you know, of, of helping them to ultimately achieve their dreams and to building the really diverse and dynamic workforce of, you know, of our company's future and certainly of our, of our country's future and all across the globe. And um, earlier, I read a little bit about your background and that you have some experience in ed tech and working with ed tech startups and that type of thing. Can you explain a little bit more what that means in this sphere when it comes to AT&T Foundation? Certainly, certainly, Jessica. So, gosh, about seven years ago now, um, you know, as I mentioned, AT&T has long been in the field of improving education. But about seven years ago, we realized that our very data-driven approach you know, to working with the most accomplished and rigorous organizations, improving education across the country and beyond, while a phenomenal and critical approach, we were, we were really missing an opportunity um, to be on the front lines of supporting entrepreneurs who are shaping the future of education. So way back when, um, we started up the AT&T Aspire Accelerator to do just that, to empower entrepreneurs, um, most of whom, you know, are women and or people of color who, you know, again, are really the shape shaping the future of education. So to date through that program, and I should take a step back to say what that is. So every year with our Aspire Accelerator program and our applications open in January, we accept around eight different organizations. They can be for or nonprofit. They are early stage ed tech companies. And we work with them for six months to take them from good to great. So their inclusion in the, in the program, you know, comes with an investment or a contribution from AT&T. And we spend those six months, you know, bringing forth everything that our company has to offer in terms of our expertise, our connections, our network um, to help these companies grow and thrive. And we are so proud um, to have 43 incredible alumni, more than half of which are led by people of color, more than 70% of which are led by women. And we have seen in particular this year um, during during this crisis and during this new era of distance learning, you know, these companies, again, just really providing the resources that students, teachers, and caregivers all across the globe need and having the ability, you know, because of their Let's say just because of because of their nimbleness as startups um, to pivot in really, really swift and vital ways to serve the needs of students. I think it's very interesting that um, there seems to be a, a bit of a theme there where you're helping groups that are maybe not always lifted up in that way, but mm-hmm. um, there's a little diversity in there and there's a little bit of some women like people of color and women and making sure that you reach these different groups. Um, uh, I would applaud that. I'm going to move now to a shift now to Brent and Connected Nation has some experience in the sphere of education. So I'd like Brent for you to pick up a little bit about what Connected Nation has done in the education space and why this is a strong partnership that we were drawn to with AT&T. Well, thank you, Jessica. Um, As our listeners probably know, Connected Nation cares very deeply about connecting the disconnected. And uh, that has been the core of our mission since we were founded nearly 20 years ago. Uh, Part of addressing that mission is to help students uh, who, especially during this time of the COVID-19 pandemic, may even be more disconnected from learning opportunities than they've ever been before. And so at Connected Nation, we have focused our attention in the education sphere in two different areas. Uh, One is on collecting data 
to help make sure that policymakers are well informed as it pertains to uh, issues surrounding education technology and issues surrounding connectivity. So we've had uh, two major initiatives on that front. One has focused on uh, aggregating, analyzing, uh, and visualizing school E-rate data uh, via our Connect K-12 program to help school districts identify better broadband solutions uh, and utilize data to ultimately negotiate better deals for services. Uh, and that's at connectk12.org. And then uh, we've also helped states like the state of Utah and the Utah Education and Telehealth Network uh, conduct inventories of every single piece of education technology that's been deployed in every single school uh, in that state. And now we've produced a report uh, three different times that helps uh, the Utah legislature make better decisions about how to appropriate funds to close connectivity and technology gaps in Utah schools. And so um, we try to amass uh, information in order to help, again, policymakers make better decisions. The second way we try to uh, impact the education space is to uh, launch programs that directly impact the disconnected. And so this program that we're speaking with Anne about today is one of those, the AT&T K-12 Connected Learning Program. And this is very similar to a program that we also assisted AT&T with uh, back in 2014 and 2015 under uh, the White House Connect Ed initiative, uh, where we're providing uh, free at-home or off-campus connectivity via AT&T's wireless services uh, to students uh, that desperately need them in order to be able to continue engaging in formal learning while they're away from school. Um, previously, the Connect Ed program was focused on the homework gap, meaning when students would go home, they didn't have an internet connection uh, to be able to do their homework. Now, during COVID-19, we're in a situation where students are at home learning and engaging in the formal learning process remotely all the time, uh, which means that connectivity is even more important. So that's for, why we're so excited to be partnering with AT&T on this program. Yeah, and you mentioned the homework gap. I, I know that uh, previously, before COVID-19 and the pandemic, uh, 12 million kids were in that that area of uh, this issue. So um, if you could imagine, just for the audience understanding that now we've gone from those kids who could not even do their homework at home to now having to do classes at home and just even try to learn or interact with their teachers at home. It's a, it's a complicated problem that needs this type of program to address it. So let's get into how the K through 12 connected learning program is focused on helping. And um, I just want to mention for our audience, we will have a link to this program, to the application page for this program in the description of this podcast. So just check it there. It is something that individual schools and nonprofits can leverage. And why take this approach where we ask the schools and nonprofits to um, apply for this program? Yeah, Jessica, I'm so glad you asked that question. It it is a different approach. Um, And given the extent of the crisis, you know, we feel really strongly that we need to pursue all paths to reach our country's most marginalized learners. You said in your intro, so I'm going to quote you back. (laughs) That as many as 3 million kids across this country have been totally disconnected from schools since they closed in March. I mean, that's not a homework gap. You know, that's, that's a, that's a 
canyon and we we have got to do everything we can to reach those students so for those that we already know to be disconnected from schools we have got to find another pathway um so that's why we've opened this up to school and nonprofits you know when we when we think about those most marginalized students those 3 million young people what we know is that they are more likely to be students in foster care students experiencing homelessness english language learners students with disabilities and or students eligible for the migrant education program so we want to open up opportunities to reach any of the organizations serving those students so you know again just simple answer to that <laughs> very complicated ultimately um this very complicated equation is that we just we have got to find any path we can to help these kids who fall who fall into you know the the 3 million that have been missing since march and and just to point out what may be an obvious point is that many of these nonprofits and schools will also be able to identify these kids at in a, at a quicker Absolutely. pace and be able to help us get this out to them at, at a right away instead of waiting months and months Brent, a connected nation is charged with the task of evaluating applications and handling this. Can you explain a bit more about the process about how a school or a nonprofit uh, should apply, how this works, what they get if they are awarded uh, a positive, I guess on their application? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a 10 million dollar commitment from AT&T as we previously said. which means that we'll be able to impact somewhere around 30 to 40,000 at-risk students nationwide under this uh commitment. And that means we'll be able to provide free AT&T wireless internet service and mobile Wi-Fi hotspot devices for every line of service so that uh, kids can take AT&T's network, turn it into a wireless hotspot locally. and be able to connect their devices in order to be able to uh, engage in the remote learning process. So awards are limited uh to 500 students per application. Uh as you mentioned, uh, there is a link uh in the description of this podcast that will take you directly to the application page. And uh once you read the terms and conditions on the on the first page uh that loads, uh you can go through a series of questions that will help us better understand the uh the the reasons why your uh school or nonprofit uh would like to seek this award uh and then once all applications are are received and the deadline is January 11th of 2021 that's an important thing to mention is to get your applications in by January 11th and uh and then we at connected nation will evaluate those applications we will engage in uh, a series of phone calls and zoom meetings and discussions with applicants uh and then ultimately we will make awards sometime in mid february we think right now if the timeline that we're under uh, uh holds true so that's our plan is there any advice that you would offer schools or nonprofits as they go through this process Well, tell us your story. I think the biggest thing that we're looking for as as we're evaluating these applications is help us understand uh the significance of the issue that's confronting uh either the school or uh the nonprofit that that is serving at-risk students. Help us understand what uh the impact has been on the disconnectedness, especially during this pandemic and how this award will will help you solve that disconnectedness 
Um, I think what we're looking to to do here is is to make sure that this program has a real world impact on students that are suffering the most as a result of you know schools being shut down and kids being you know being forced to engage in formal classroom learning except outside of the classroom. That's probably the biggest bit of advice. Uh, tell us your story and help us to understand the extent of the problem that you're trying to confront. And in your mind, what would you what would be the best scenario with this program? What would you like to see happen as a result of what we're doing here? Yeah, Jessica, I mean, we want to see these students connected back to their schools, right? And connected back to the learning experience. Um, we know that you know, this next year is it's going to continue to be one unlike any that we've ever experienced. And that education is changed not just now, but likely for the future. Um, so, you know, while to reach these 3 million kids now who are sitting on the other side of, you know, again, just what feels like a homework canyon when it comes to our most vulnerable students, we we just, we, we want to connect back to them. We want to see the impact that you know, having broadband will have in their lives. Um, we want to see them back connected with their teachers and their peers and, you know, get them back into the learning experience. And then ultimately as well, you know, I think if, if there is such thing as a silver lining um, within this pandemic, what we have certainly seen is, you know, education really, what we've really seen is an ability to bring the highest quality learning experiences um, online to young people at scale in a way that we knew was coming, but has been far more accelerated because of this pandemic. So, you know, of course, ultimately, we hope that the young people that we serve through this program, you know, that they'll benefit from this new era of distance learning. And at AT AT&T, you know, as soon as this pandemic hit and the schools closed, we launched a $10 million distance learning family connections fund to power just that type of content, you know, to help our most impactful learning experiences get to scale um, and reach the most, you know, the most number of students and parents and caregivers and teachers um, in the in the ways with the highest impact. Um, so ultimately, we hope that the young people who we connect through this program, that you know, they're also able that they're able to connect not just to their school experience, but to these really incredible tools and resources that are there and available to anyone who needs them. And Brent, um, what what would you like to see? That's obviously a, a tough act to follow. And I, I'm moved by the way you describe the homework gap as more of a homework canyon, because I do think that that is true. But Brent, what would you like to see come out of this? Well, what I love about this program uh, is that AT&T has identified a very specific need that needs to be addressed. Uh, We're talking about impacting students in foster care, students experiencing homelessness, students who are English language learners, uh, students with disabilities, migrant students. Um, we're, we're looking to impact the students that, that are most disconnected from formal education opportunities. And, and those students, unfortunately, often get overlooked by the system. And this has been such a massive problem impacting so many students that we don't want any student to be marginalized from the education process. And so uh, I'm hopeful that this very targeted program uh, will have a huge impact on, on impacting kids that could be uh, the ones that fall in the cracks. We don't want to see that. And I think there's another huge impact that this program can have uh, in terms of influencing policymaking down the road. Um, when, when kids aren't able to go to school, 
when uh, kids have to uh, are forced to um, learn from home. And even when school returns to normal and students uh, will still have to go home and do their homework uh, off campus, they're still going to need to be connected to the internet, right? So uh, we have to address this issue as a society. And we're just so thankful to AT&T for standing up this program, recognizing that there are students who are most vulnerable that, that need to be um, connected just as much as, as any uh, other student. And so we are deeply appreciative to them for working with us to, to help address this issue. Well, Brent, we are so grateful to have, you know, the highest quality partners in you and with Connected Nation. Um, I think no one knows better than you all that connectivity, you know, connectivity, essentially, it, it, it's papers and it's pencils. It is fundamental to learning and growth. And I know that, you know, I and my, that AT&T, that we are all just so honored to be amongst so many people and organizations and companies working together to help so many young people who need it. I think what you said there, Anne, is true that this is like papers and pencils. Uh, a lot of schools and classrooms don't even have chalkboards anymore. Yeah. Uh, something a lot of, of older people don't quite real, didn't quite realize until I started doing some stories with some schools about this issue. I want to thank our guests today. They're Anne Wintrobe, who is the Director of Social Innovation for the AT&T Foundation, and Brent Legg, who is Executive Vice President of Government Affairs with Connected Nation, both of whom are leading the AT&T K-12 Connected Learning Program. Thank you both for joining us today. I really appreciate all you are doing. It's been a pleasure, Jessica. Thank you. It sure has. Thank you so much. The AT&T Foundation supports a wide range of programs to help people across the country. You can follow the Foundation's efforts on Twitter at ATT Impact. I'm Jessica Denson. Thanks for listening to Connected Nation. If you like our show and want to know more about us, head to ConnectedNation.org or look for the latest episodes of Connected Nation on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pandora, or Spotify.